When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and this is my husband, Mac Leaf, and welcome to my podcast today, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. And today, Mac is going to be helping me discuss an important topic, and that is, how do you deal with those chronic day-to-day stresses that when people are living and working together, especially in this time of the pandemic where so much has changed in our lives, where we are living together, working together, things have changed, there's so much more pressure, all those little chronic stresses that can lead to little arguments and unresolved issues. Well, we're going to talk about that today. And I am so pleased that you're joining me today. Thank you for joining me today to discuss this. We have so much fun together. We live together and work together 24-7. And if anyone, I believe, can talk to the subject of how to resolve issues and how to deal with being just being together all the time and, and dealing with unresolved issues and how to resolve them and conflict and cumulative stress, I believe we can speak to that because we've pretty much always worked together and we've been married for 33 years and we've been together for 34 and a half years. So it's quite a long time. So, But before we begin, I just want to remind you that this, this podcast is for educational purposes and not medical advice. And if you need medical advice, please seek the correct medical professional to help you. And one more thing before we begin, this year we are doing our conference live. Last year we had to do it virtually, and I'm so excited we're doing it live. This oh, year. Yes, this is the yes. sixth annual. I think people are ready for this. Yeah, yeah pe- people are ready. Lockdown, we've cooped up for so long now. So now we can have a physical attendance. So we're so excited about that, and that is running on the 2nd, 3rd, and, and 4th of December. And it's going to be all about helping you manage your mental mess post-COVID. It is really going to be amazing. It'll be in Texas. In Texas. The Hilton Anatolia. At the Hilton Anatolia. And it's really going to be a retreat, a mental health retreat, Mm. just to help us all restore and recover and understand how to manage all the stress and anxiety that has come along with what we've gone through in this pandemic. And then just life in general. So this is something you don't want to miss. These early bird specials. The link will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to go there and register as soon as you can. As I said, there's a great early bird special. Okay, so back to today's podcast. Now, I get so many questions on this topic. How do you manage chronic stresses, that day-to-day stuff? You know, it's hard enough dealing with those big traumas, but those day-to-day things that can build up cumulatively we don't always realize what an impact they have on us. I especially, however, today want to focus on what a lot of my listeners have sent in, and that's questions about chronic stress, but specifically related to relationships. How do you deal with those irritating and, and, and frustrating things in relationships, maybe with you and like husband and wife, or it's parents and kids, or it's work colleagues, or whatever it is where you're constantly around each other, and sometimes you just keep quiet to keep the peace, but you'll see that that is really not the way to handle issues. We really need to dive in and deal with our stuff. So I want to talk about that today, and I really want to get into that and just make us realize that, you know, you can't stop stressful things happening. It's it's going to happen. You can't control the events and circumstances of life. I mean, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. We can't control 
what people, as much as we'd love to, we cannot control what our kids do. We cannot control what other people do, but we can control ourselves. We can't control what's done to us, but we can control what's in us. And you hear me talk about this a lot. You've also heard me talk a lot about the impact of not managing our toxic thinking and suppressing thoughts, what this does to us physically. So we'll dive into that a little bit more. But the reason I really wanted to do this with Mac today is two, two main reasons. First of all, we're living and working together, so we have a lot of experience. But interestingly enough, research has shown that those people that are in their older years, now I'm turning 58 this, 50, how old am I turning this year? 58. <laughs> 58, I always get that wrong. 58 this year, and Mac is, is turning 67 this year. And according to research, more than 40% of adults that are over in their sort of 50s and 60s are better at resolving arguments than when, than those 45 and younger. So we are well positioned with our age and our situation to help deal with those unresolved issues that can create accumulative stress in us. And so I thought that was quite fun. Now, one of the reasons that this, this, one of the two reasons that elderly or I don't really think of myself as a senior citizen, but no. those with a few more years, us 50 years and 50 years plus together is that we have got maybe few, we're facing the fact that there are fewer years left. Like we are going to be on this earth maybe for 30, 40, maybe 50 years if I become a centenarian and you become mm. a centenarian, which is what we're trying to do. But also in addition, we've got context. You know, we've got, we've got years of having gone through things and have worked at having solved issues. So we can draw on those times, those memories and those contexts of when we have solved issues. Mm. So we've got experience navigating arguments. Believe you me, we've made all the mistakes. We've, True. we've let stress build up. We've let it, things go unresolved. And, but we learned very early on. And also, fortunately, the field that I'm in, understanding the mind-brain connection and the impact of unresolved issues on us has definitely helped us. So I believe we've got quite a lot to say when For it sure. comes to, to that. Did you want to throw in something? Well, I think, you know, when you've been through a lot in your relationships and you've learned how to deal with it and you're still together, you've, you've built up understanding of each other. You've built up coping strategies. You've built up ways to resolve it so that there's just less stress at home. There's just less problem at home because you want to enjoy your life and you want to enjoy your life with your partner. So I believe we're well qualified in the experience level to speak to people about how you know to resolve arguments, how to deal with stress in one's life. And you with the scientific background can really help put the nail on it and really lay the foundation. But Otherwise, there are many different things that can help you in this walk together. If you're in a relationship and there are problems with disagreements and so on, that's not the end of the, the no, world. No, not at all. To have a disagreement. No. But it's how you resolve it, you know. I mean, it's the, we hope to be able to address some of this in this session. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, I think what you hit the nail on the head there, Mac, is that it's not that we're going to – we mustn't try and avoid issues. No. The brain research actually shows, and there was a recent study that came out of Oregon University, and, and that, that showed that if you don't, if you just sort of do anything to keep the peace, so the things are unresolved, you have all these white elephants in the room, you oh, know, the white sure. elephant concept. That is so damaging to Dark mental sciences, and physical health. No speaking to each other. Yep. Yeah, all of that stuff. It's just it doesn't work. The dark, so those are kind of, the, and, and that's so true, the dark silences and not talking to each other, but also the fact that sometimes we think, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything just to keep the peace. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about between like a husband and wife. I mean, we're together 24-7, Max in the business too, so we're always working together as well. But I'm talking about things with kids too. I mean, and kids and work colleagues. 
that if, if there's something that's an issue, leaving things unresolved mm. is very damaging to the brain. You build up very so many ruminations about different thoughts that many times are just not true. That's you, true. You assume things uh, from other people that most of the time are true. I mean, you yourself said we can accurately predict 70% of the time, and we've been together for so many years about what we're thinking, but there's still that 30% that we can't predict. So, you know. Yeah, that's a quantum physics concept, and it's good you brought that up because you can know someone really well, but you've still got the chance of being between 30 and 50% mm. wrong about what that person is thinking. So assumptions lead to false narratives in our head, and we mm. start building all these stories about we think they said that thing, mm. and then we take that word, and then we start thinking about the that's what is so common. And and people also don't maybe like conflict, so they avoid conflict. That's, That's a true. really so then they do anything just to keep the peace. But if you are constantly suppressing something just to keep the peace and you don't want to get into an argument with someone else, that is actually creating damage in your brain and your body that is short literally shortening your telomeres, which are the ends of chromosomes, which are a proxy for your mental health. And that's just one side effect. And when they are that when they are shortening, that means that the cellular health of your body is going to be compromised, and then your body becomes more vulnerable to disease. I mean, this is these are, are actual facts that there's so many different scientific facts. I know one of Max' favorite so it's a studies shame, yeah. so do you about think the you, blister study. Yeah, yeah. he always so brings this up. If we want to be healthier mentally and physically, one of the best things we can possibly do is get several hours of quality sleep every night. The brain and body heal itself when we sleep. It really is one of the most amazing processes, even if you're not conscious when it happens. But I know it's hard to get good quality sleep sometimes. Your mind keeps you awake, life is stressful, and there are often a hundred anxious reasons why you can't fall asleep at night. Thankfully, there are also ways we can improve our sleep quality and overall health, including taking magnesium. Believe it or not, around 75% of people don't have enough magnesium. No wonder so many people have sleep problems. But please do not run to the store to buy the first magnesium supplement you find. Most magnesium supplements use only the two cheapest synthetic forms. And, since they're not full spectrum, they won't support better sleeping habits. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium. And you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why I recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by BioOptimizers. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed at how much better you sleep and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to www.magbreakthrough.com forward slash leaf and use Dr. Leaf 10 during checkout to save 10% on your order. The link and details will be in the show notes. But just a quick one, just such a shame to, you think you're doing a good thing by not saying anything and suppressing it, but you're just bringing damage amongst your, on yourself, you know, mentally and physically, especially the physical side of it. I mean, that's where we come to the blister study. Well, this is one study that Mac always loves me to talk about. That's, this is a study that helped me. I believe it me. It really gotta, helped. You've got to listen to it this. It really helped Mac, and it's, it's a very famous study, but I'm going to give you the synopsis of it. But basically, they took groups, of, they took mm. put couples into these different rooms in a, in a lab, and they had put blisters onto their hands. And it wasn't sore, but every, all of them had blisters. So they had made a little blister, and then they separated, the, they put all the, each couple into their own little room, and they were told to discuss a contentious issue, and just to do it like they normally do. And obviously, this is a false situation. So, you know, people were kind of a bit reserved. But anyway, there were some that were 
agreeing to disagree and some that were, you know, just doing it really nicely and others that were getting very angry and others that were just downright mean. So there was the whole, whole gamut. Mm. And then when they brought them back after three weeks and I, just in why the three weeks, your body takes cycles of 21 days to heal any kind of damage. So for your body to, for the inflammation to occur at the area, at the site of damage, which was the blister and for the stem cells to form and that kind of thing, it takes about three weeks. And if it's a bigger wound, it'll take cycles of three weeks. This is where you often hear me talking about 63 days. It takes three cycles of 21 days to rewire, rewire and rewire sections, patterns in our brain. So anyway, they brought these couples back and after three weeks, those that had agreed to disagree, that had agreed to resolve, not just suppress the argument, not just mm. suppress the issue to keep the peace, or that were agreeing to disagree, agreeing to resolve, working towards a solution. Mm. Comfortable with arguing, like you said right in the beginning, it's okay to make a mess. It's okay to argue because in the messiness of an argument, you can repair and mm. you can grow. So those that did that, they did repair and they did grow and their immune system was functioning extremely well and the blister was healed those of those others in the different extremes that let's take the most extreme that were really aggressive mm. that didn't resolve that were just downright nasty to each other the different some that just didn't even want to argue because they were trying to just keep the peace so they shoved it down all of that category their healing was compromised up to 45 to 65 mm. percent and this is in a controlled experiment what about at home if you are not controlling how you are managing those day-to-day -day stresses. You know, I know sometimes it's really uncomfortable to say, okay, Mac, I really don't like the way that you did this or you tell me. I really, And it may, you know, you tell each other something or you get mad at each other. I mean, we, we've got Italian blood. We get our voices get raised and whatever, but we, if we just, it's uncomfortable to say, hey, look, I really didn't like how you spoke to me or I really don't like what you're doing or I think you're making a false narrative or whatever. In doing that, we need to get comfortable facing these issues and talking about these issues because the unresolved, the keeping the peace or the screaming and fighting or getting nasty or the silences, that is damaging your immune system. And not only your immune system, you've got an immune system in your brain and your body. It's damaging everything about how you function as a human because it goes against your wired for love mode. You are increasing the vulnerability of your brain and your body by 35 to 98% when we don't resolve issues. Mm. And as I keep saying, it's not just between husband and wife or between partners. It's also between you and kids and work colleagues as well. You've got to deal with your stuff. Yeah, when, when you mentioned those stats to me, I realized that, you know, particularly if we had a very serious argument and we were shouting or making a noise or screaming and so on, that it wasn't about me trying to resolve something, but it's about you getting sicker. Exactly. Or the potential to get sicker because the of vulnerability. The, the vulnerability, yeah. and I certainly don't want that. I mean, I want you around for the rest of life to argue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but, we, but I mean, just uh, if we just stop to think about that, what are you doing to your partner? Exactly. And what are you doing to yourself, your partner yeah. and yourself? Because when you're in relationship, there's yeah. an entanglement principle. You know, you hear me talk about entanglement a lot, which is quantum physics principle. Mm. But as soon as two people are in a relationship, you build each other in your heads. And that is that means you impact each other. And so you are impacting each other in a very intense way. And that goes for, as I keep saying, parent-child relationships and also work colleagues, people that you know. Mm. If you're around people a lot and you aren't dealing with issues, it is damaging your brain and your body mm. and your mind. And there's this feedback loop that gets set up. Mm. I mean, I know I have been guilty of someone saying something 
in and it's a close family member and not wanting to deal with it because there's going to be a blow up and I've just got like too much on my hands or something or I just don't want to do at that moment. And then I build this narrative in my head. No. And then, you know, then. But you the, have to deal with it. It's bothering you. have you. to deal with it. And so then, you're dealing with it wrongly. Instead of getting it out and cleared up and, you know, resolved, you're keeping it in there and you're making many assumptions. Exactly. And those, you're, you're replaying this movie in your head the whole time. And that's actually wiring in your brain. Matt, can you pass you the toxic tree? Yes. You've all seen me playing in this my movie, toxic yeah. tree. We're playing this movie. You've built this up in your head. And for those of you listening, I'm holding up my famous wiry yeah. toxic tree. Yeah. So the experience that you've had with that person is in the roots. That's the source of the, of the, of the, of the argument or whatever. And then this is your interpretation. So the narrative is built here based on these. But this is your interpretation. And so often our narrative, our interpretation of the actual origin of the story is very often wrong. And if you are, and if you don't resolve it, you are misinterpreting this the branch part of the of the thought tree. This is a thought tree. So the branches, the part above the ground, these are the how you think, feel and choose and how you've interpreted the situation. If they're out of sync, if you are imagining or creating a whole narrative, that's wiring into your brain and this is toxic and this is abnormally folded proteins and this st- this stimulates an immune response. It, this then you to to protect you, and then you, your information increases, and your as I said, your telomeres get affected, your cardiovascular system, your digestive system, everything lot. gets and affected. your response. And now, when you and finally you, get together to try and resolve it, you're shouting and screaming at because of, you built all this stuff up, exactly. but your response is not going to help anything, at all. Yeah, anything. Yeah. So what Mac is saying is that this source, this interpretation, you, it's going to drive you, you every word. And every exactly. This is what. This it just is, gets worse. This is what comes out. So this is volcanic. Yeah. So you can suppress it for a certain amount of time, but these are volcanic. And then when they do explode, all this nastiness comes out. And you say things that you regret. You say things that you shouldn't have said. You say it in a bad way, and that makes it worse. So resolving issues is absolutely yeah, vital. But remember that when people separate or get divorced, they talk about era, irreconcilable differences. Irreconcilable I mean, what, differences. What difference is irreconcilable? Irreconcilable. <laughs> Well, you know, some people do have irreconcilable differences, but then, and that can happen. But if I think if people knew how to communicate more, if they if they recognize the danger of unresolved issues, and I'm not talking now, we're not talking now about abusive situations. If mm. you're in an abusive situation, you've been There's physically and mentally abused, you need to get out of that situation. Sure. I'm talking about you. You, these are people that you love and care for, but you are trying to keep the peace, or you are not. You just got into a bad habit of not resolving arguments. That is what's going to really affect how you're functioning. And you can really love someone, but you can be really hurting someone mm. by not resolving issues. And this fear, and I really want to stress that there's this intense fear that so many people have of conflict. And they think, well, mm. if, if I get into an argument, that's the end of the world. It's not. In, mm. It's in the midst, and I've said this a few times and I'll say it again, it's in the midst of messiness that you can repair and grow. If you, if you are scared of that mess, you can't repair and grow. You're going to suppress it, will explode, eventually volcanic mode in your brain, in your body, and in your relationships. So it's so important to deal well, with Well, in this session, we're going to give you some tips, rules yeah. and tips to help to you help with you. that. It's so important to that, to be able to resolve these, and especially if you're working together, and especially to reduce the bad stress. The cumulative stress, because yeah, it accumulates. Yeah. I always think of, I always, and I keep saying it, I keep talking about volcanoes, but volcanoes eventually do erupt, but they can mm. rumble under the surface and that makes you feel very uncomfortable, that, that constant nagging, gnawing, rumbling mm. when something's unresolved. It leads to so much frustration. There was a, this recent study at Oregon University, Mac, found that when people feel that they have resolved an argument, 
the negative emotional response associated with that disagreement or issue is significantly reduced and in some situations almost entirely erased. Now, we've had some major disagreements in our life, but when we've resolved them, we, we haven't had that gnawing, nagging feeling carry over as a residue. And that's what we want to try and help you to get through. Just another point from this, from the study. We do, we, this study points out, and so does my work, and this is just a general concept. Some people are more reactive than others. It's all based on your personality. So some people will always be the one talking, and others, their personalities may be more to, to pull away and to avoid that conflict. Either of those need to be managed. So maybe pulling away is how you manage, but you can't pull away forever because eventually the volcano will erupt. Maybe you are very reactive and you tend to want to be very quick to answer and maybe you need to slow down mm. so that you can get it under control. And that's where that exercise that, uh, that is in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, that I have taught so many people and told so many people and it's based on scientific research. I talk about it in here as a neuroplasticity technique in my latest book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, but it's the 10-second pause. So, you know, if you feel that you are that you are wanting to just avoid this conflict and you are pulling away, do the 10-second pause, which is breathing in for three counts and out for seven counts, which makes 10. And you do that 60 to nine, six to nine times, so that's 60 to 90 seconds. And that will then reduce the neurochemical chaos in your brain and your body mm, and give good. you the ability to be calm enough in your body because our somatic reactions, our body reactions can make us feel very overwhelmed. When those chemicals are flowing incorrectly in your brain and those and you get that, that quantum and energy of a toxic, of a toxic thought moving through, a toxic experience moving through your brain. It's very disruptive. Mm. So if your natural thing is to pull away, do the breathing to give, get yourself calm so that you go back into the situation and say, Hey, look, we need to resolve this. I can't do it now. I need a bit of time. Can we do it in, in an hour, in a yeah. day, in a week? Or if you're super overreactive and you get triggered very easily, also practice the 10 second pause six to nine times so that you can get yourself calm before you then work out how to resolve. But either way, you have to resolve. Do you want to say something? No, there? that's very important. That, that's especially to, well, the 10-second pauses are not only breathing or not necessary breathing, can just be turning away for 10 seconds and just gathering so your true. thoughts and just uh, just speaking to yourself, hey, wait, hold on. Let me, uh, let me, let me hear what's said. Let's, let's get this thing done before I end up screaming, swearing, shouting, whatever. Just let me stop. The breathing does help, of course. I mean, very much so. I'm preparing your mind to be able to handle this differently. But that, I remember in the early days mm. of our marriage, I think I was quite reactive. And, you know, that we both were. We, we, were, both, both, we were, uh, were both explosions waiting to yes. happen, you know, and so much love, but we would have huge arguments. And, but we still, from the first day of our marriage, we always made sure that we, even when we were going out and dating, we made sure that we resolved our issues. And some nights, I, don't you remember the nights? We, we would be up till three in the morning or four in the morning. We, we just made it a pact from the day we met each other that we are going to resolve an issue. So we never, ever, ever went to sleep without resolving an issue. Yeah. Now, you may not be able to do that, for example, with a family member or a work colleague. You may not be able to stay up all night doing that. You may be able to, but it is what we're really encouraging you to do is to resolve it because the research is out there, and this is just one study I've quoted, but I've seen in my work, and there's thousands of studies out there saying that unresolved arguments create a residue. They create a hangover effect. They create that rumbling of a volcano mm. in your life that is slowly gnawing at you and weakening your health mm. and breaking a relationship. And then you're building these narratives in your head that are most likely 94% chance 
they'd be worrying the things that we worry about. Ninety four percent, ninety four point one percent chance that what you're worrying so about is not going to come true. On, yeah. uh, thinking about that. Uh, it's lying great. in bed or going somewhere ruminating mm. and she did this to me or he did this to me and this, and this word yeah. means this and someone maybe yeah. says a word to you and yeah. you're worrying what that word means and you've built a whole narrative in your head you've taken energy that's the other thing Mac mm. is first of all 90, that's, that's that 91.4% of worries don't come true yeah. so you're worrying about that so you built this narrative most of it won't be true and then secondly is we have limited energy in our brain while we're awake and in mm. our body and when you drain, this is so draining. You said the words, it's so draining. It so that means that the energy that you, that this is sucking. That's why you're tired and you can't sleep. Yeah, and you're exactly. Worried. Overwhelmed. And, yeah. And it's cumulative. And you've lost it for the stuff that you could be so doing. So sad. But resolving an issue, it is a burst of energy. But when you resolve, you get a, you get a boost. You get a boost of energy back into you because now you turn this toxic tree into a healthy tree. And I'm holding up the toxic tree for the listeners and I'm holding up a green healthy tree. And no energy is ever lost. It's always transferred. So either you are building, taking energy and growing toxicity and draining your physical energy your brain needs to survive during the day in your body, or you are resolving. It's an initial burst. It's hard, but you eventually reconceptualize and, and you have a healthier memory. This then feeds back in. It's like plugging your cell phone back in and recharging your energy, which is phenomenal. Okay, so what we're going to do is there's a couple of tips that, that we want to talk to you, just to, uh, talk to you about. And I've made a couple of tips. Of, uh, these are scientific tips, and these are things that Mac and I have applied in our life to really help you make sure that you are dealing with these little nagging things, not to be scared of the mess, but to get in there and repair and grow. So I'm going to kind of just re-talk them through. Coffee. And we go, <laughs> yeah, coffee's really important, good for the brain. Okay, so I'm going to just read them, Mac, and then we're going to chat about them. So okay. perceptions, before we, and this is, goes to the one we just basically said, perceptions. Before you respond, make sure you understand what the other person means. So, yeah, someone says something to you. It's so easy to just explode back. And this is where you do the 10-second pause and then dive straight into rather saying, hey. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you say? You know, when we started practicing that, I tell you, it generally defuses anything. The days that our arguments go on a little longer, we haven't done that. And that's why I've made this like a first step. Just stop, take a breath, do the 10-second pause, and then ask each other. And ask for clarification before you react, especially if you feel triggered by what a person is saying. So someone says something to you, you feel like, you know, you're going to be triggered. Stop, do that breathing and ask for clarification. Mm, Hasn't that made such a difference in our relationship? Very important. Because you can assume someone's saying something and that will just make you even madder and explode the arguments. How accurate is your assumption? It's going to be at least 30% to 50% inaccurate. Exactly. So you, you can't say for sure. So rather ask the question, and if it is, well, then it is. And I know in our relationship, sometimes we have left things unresolved, and that there's been a word, that a word or a statement that I've hung on to, or Max hung on to, and it's come up maybe a few weeks later. And I said, but I thought we'd resolved that, but there was a word that that wasn't clarified. There was still mm. an incorrect perception around it, and that can happen. Sometimes you don't resolve everything in one sitting. But if something comes up, use that as an opportunity. Not, oh, you always like this. Everything that comes up, grab as an opportunity to solve and grow your relationship even more. That's one we learned quickly, though, to stop saying you always. Yes. You know, That's <laughs> just keep it really around, focus around the specific point. You, just, you always do this, you always do that. That just inflames the whole that situation. That inflames the whole situation. Yeah. By the way, Mac, I forgot to say this. Rumbling in the background, we have a major storm going yes. on. So if you do hear rumbling and lightning, we're in our studio, but sometimes even get through the studio soundproofing. 
Sometimes I just don't have the time or energy to cook, especially something healthy. With two new puppies, interviews, research, cooking is the last thing I want to do. This all changed once I found Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. It takes literally minutes to prepare and I never have to think twice if the food I'm eating is good for me. Daily Harvest is ready when you are. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to enjoy it. So you waste less food too. No need to overthink any of your meals for the week with Daily Harvest. Smoothies for breakfast, crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and food that's perfect for cooler weather, like their perfectly roasted harvest bowls and soups. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything, including their recently launched almond milk, which is made of only almonds and a dash of sea salt. That's it. This is super convenient because I'm always stocked up whenever I need almond milk for my smoothies. Daily Harvest is undeniably delicious, clean food without the prep. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code Dr. Leaf to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code Dr. Leaf for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Okay, so then the next tip is grace. Give people grace. See the best first and try to see why that person is upset. So our first reaction is to ah oh, get mad and make it about ourselves. But if you can shift the shift that a little bit, and as we said, first of all, do the breathing. Secondly, get get clarification. Another thing is give people a chance, give them grace. The way they're showing up is coming from something like this inside their head. So there's a whole bunch of reasons. No one just has a fit or has an argument or is upset or is doing what they're doing for no reason. I cannot stress this enough, and you've heard me say this so often. But you have to realize that how you show up is because you're coming from a place of pain, of something that's going on in your life. And you want grace to, to help you resolve that. Give another person that same kind of grace. Give yourself grace. Give another person grace. That, that's so important. Do you want to clarify that? Have I explained that clearly enough? I think so. You've got, to, you've got to understand grace. I mean, biblically, grace is a big thing. But personally, in people's lives and so on, it's just as big, if not bigger, because you're giving person another chance. You know, you had lots of chances. And, you and we all want chance. chances, yeah, don't exactly. we? We all want chances. So I'll give you a bit of grace. I'm not going to react to anything like that. Explain what, you, what you're saying. You've always got you to know. remember that the other person, and this helps us so much, is to recognize if Mac reacts to me or I react to him. We've got to the point in our, in, in our relationship, and this really has, it's been, we've had to work at this, but we've got to that point where we really do realize, okay, he's doing what he's doing, well, I'm doing what I'm doing because of reason. So we've been able to apply this with our kids. We work, three of our children work for us. We live and work in the same place, literally. Two of our kids that are, that are working for us live with us. The other one is married. But the, so we're together all the time, and it's so easy to get irritated. We've got to give grace to each other. And that grace is that that person is like that because of something. Why they like that. Give them the kindness. Immerse them in grace and kindness. Well, grace could be also the word favor could be linked to grace. So you're doing somebody a favor. That's great. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and give them a chance. I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity here. I give you a favor. You say what you want to say. And let's get it out in the open. Because if when when you're doing that, and you're receptive, and your whole body language is, look, let's bring this on, let's talk about it, and then let's work our way through it. You're encouraging that person to pause in their mind to think about something and bring out the true essence or meaning of what they were saying. Then you can deal with it. 
Absolutely. And you can't deal with something that's not clear. Oh, that's so good. No, that's yeah. really clear. You've got to get that clarity and you need to get that grace yeah. to get that clarity. Remember that, that we, we don't know what another person's thinking. You're not an expert on another person's feelings, even though you may know them so well. You're still not an expert because they may be going through something. Everyone's going through something at some point and contexts and lives change organically all the time. So we've got to give that grace to be able to give them the chance to explain where they're at. And just for you to be kinder. I did a whole podcast on kindness and the importance mm. of that as well. So go back and listen to that. Then third point is self-reflection. This is really something that we are not in the society today very good at. We've mm. become so quick with technology and everything's got to be quick and fast. We've got to, self-reflection is, is very much self-regulation. It's really related to the whole concept of mind management, which is core of the t- teaching that I do. Mm. And we can self-regulate and self-reflect every 10 seconds. That's what we see from the neuroscientific research. And I talk so much about that in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. So, and in my new app, I mean, my app, NeuroCycle, that goes with the book, I also teach you about this a lot. But self-reflection is vital. It's not always about everyone else. We've got to be very careful. I should say that again. There's always two, takes two to tango. And sometimes you are more of a victim. Obviously, things, bad things happen to people. It's terrible. And sometimes there's no lesson to be learned if you've been abused or something like that. Or there's verbal abuse going on in, in a relationship. You are the victim. Yes, sure. I'm talking about the self-reflection that happens where you, are having an argument and you've both been triggered and you like the rules have been broken and you're getting mad is make self-reflection a rule in your life that you stand back and you observe yourself mm. and you think about why am I saying this? Why am I doing this? Why am I reacting like this? Why is this upsetting me so much? And that's where my technique of the neurocycle comes in so important. It teaches you to self-regulate, to mind manage, to grab those signals and to work through and deconstruct and reconstruct about what actually happened? Why am I reacting like this? What is going on? How can I change that? And that sweet self-reflection is vital. So important. I remember years ago when I was studying to be, uh, well, I was a salesman, and then they used to film us, tape us selling to somebody, and then we would look at ourselves and say, we didn't bring up the product correctly, or we didn't uh, find the benefits, and so on. I, I often wonder if we had a camera on every argument. And That's a really good the, point. Then you see how much did we actually stop and think about something about that other person, you know. What they're just, going through, yeah, why they're showing up. That's to stop and just to have that moment of reflection, so important. And you can train so yourself good. to do it. With a new neurocycle over yes. 63 days, you can train yourself to yes. do that. That's the time to change I mean, your You've behavior. developed all these programs and things to help people. It's just amazing how much help a person can get to get to somewhere. You're not left in the dark. No, you're not unempowered. You are empowered. empowered. And that pathway to empowerment means you can make an 81% change in your life. That's what my research showed. That's amazing. I mean, you can... Yeah, it's massive. It it applies to everything. You can But then again, you must want to. Yes, that's a good point. When we were preparing for this podcast, that's what Mac and I were saying. Can you talk more to that? I think that's such an important point. Well, the thing is, I mean, years ago, I chose to support Caroline with whatever she's doing. And that's guided me throughout this thing every day. And he really does do it. Every day to help and so on. It's such an important message to go out. So I've never wanted the stage or the limelight or so on because uh, Caroline is the one who's developed all of this and studied it and researched and done incredible work and spoken around the world and her programs are used by hundreds of thousands of more people and the testimonies we get. It's just such amazing stuff to be able to have tools to do that. So for me, that is the defining thing. So if you're in a relationship and your husband and wife or just partners in a relationship, 
The important point is you do want to support each other. I encourage Partners, you. Children. You know, children work. and so on. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to think about how you can support. You know, in doing so, you get your own self-satisfaction. And you're not doing it to get, but you're doing it because you really love that person or want to help that person, Whether even an employee. I mean, you could love that employee. You want the best for that employee in the business. You want the best for your children. So you want to support them as much as possible. So I would say it's not about you. It's about the other person. It's about you in the world. You in the world. You in the impact. You you and the the other person. You are making the difference. That's so good. And then you also mentioned a point about the fact that you've got to want to do it. So if one partner's, whether whether it's the partner's, husband, wife, partner's, whatever, with kids or work colleagues, is you're going to have to both want to change. That's another very important issue is that we make it work as both of us want to. Exactly. You know, whoever your partner is, whatever it is with your kids, whatever you can't, you can help your kids to a certain extent, but they're going to have to want to also. Well, isn't that another research that you um, that you were reading to me is about people who say me, I, I, oh, yeah, I, and is, I statements. Oh all my the gosh, time. It, that was amazing. I don't know. I speak about it a lot. You've heard me say this before, but those people mm. that focus on the more you say me, myself, and I, so the more self focus you have the more you increase your chance of cardiovascular issues in the next yes. 12 months by 42%. Yes. So in other words, the I, I, I focus, it's not about you, it's about you in the world. And this is where arguments, and if you make it about you, you will have a lot of unresolved issues and a lot of unresolved stress between you and other people because the world doesn't work like that. It's not about you, it's about you in the world. Amazing. And it's a, a very much of an I focus tends to sort of avoid conflict or not manage conflict and that kind of thing. And that's, that is then damaging another layer of damage on top of the I, I, I focus is that you will argue more or you will pull away from arguments to keep the peace. And just because you don't, whatever, you're just trying to push that away. You're focusing too much on yourself. Mm. And that in itself is very, very damaging. That's really good. And then things like no sweeping statements. Mac mentioned that already. Be very careful of trigger words. Choose words oh, very, very careful. carefully. Like always, never. You always, you always, you know, don't do that. Be careful of the, dragging the past into the present in a negative way. If something from the past has come up and is unresolved, don't throw that in the person's face as ammunition. Take that and say, okay, this is something that's happened often. Let's at another time sit down and do a neurocycle and work through resolving why this is a pattern in our life versus you always do this. This has happened. You keep doing it and then you list all the times that that person's doing that in a negative sense. You know, so, so can you hear, have I made that clear? That difference is that you either bring something from the past into the present in a negative way and make that person feel bad, or you bring it into the present and say, okay, this is another issue. I see this is something that we need to work on. We we can't work on that now because you're working on this, but let's make a note and work on this at a later stage. And I'm telling you, I keep stressing it. This is not just for partners. This is also for work and also parent-child relationships and sibling relationships. Uh, how much conflict happens at work? And, you know, oh, my goodness, so much. It goes unresolved and things build up and then they don't uh, cooperate and work suffers. And then just loses. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't have to be like that. You really don't. You really have to do. You have to really go work through that. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that is well known for its delicious mushroom coffee. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin Arabica coffee with lion's mane mushroom for productivity and chaga mushroom for immune support. 
I've been starting my day with Four Sigmatic's ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane instead of regular coffee, and I love how it helps me focus so I can get hours of research and interviews done. It's amazing, and I absolutely feel an uptick in my productivity every time I drink it. Mushroom coffee is also easy on my gut and doesn't leave me with that awful jittery feeling or midday crash. Now you're probably thinking, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee it tastes just like the coffee you love. It brews dark and nutty and tastes incredible. We've worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, but this is just for cleaning up the mental mess listeners. Get up to 40% off and free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. This offer is only for cleaning up the mental mess listeners and is not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. So go right now to foursigmatic.com slash Dr. Leaf and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. The link and details will be in the show notes. And one of the things that is something that Mac and I have done a lot of, and that's an argument autopsy. And I started hinting towards it from this previous little statement that we made. So argument autopsy, taking the neurocycle, the neurocycle I talk about in this book, it's the five-step scientific process that I've developed over 38 years of clinical application and research. And it's very much like a delivery system. So I use this example often, and it really helps people understand. Amazon is an incredibly effective delivery system. It has systems in place that make anything get delivered anywhere at any time. The neurocycle is a delivery system. It helps you get your mind, which drives everything, in functioning in the way that it should. So you're using your mind. So it's mind using mind. It's delivering the correct kind of mind input so that your brain and body respond in the correct way, so that you're empowered. So it's a delivery system for getting your mind managed. And it is very scientific. It's a very simple process. It's very systematic, and I explain it in depth in the book and in my NeuroCycle app, but it is fantastic for an argument autopsy. So in terms of using it as an, in an argument autopsy, it's essentially like when Mac and I find that we have a pattern that we recognize, mm. that there's certain things that definitely trigger us to have a certain type of argument. And I mean, it's like, well, it's job, like finding the root on the autopsy. It's finding the root the on the toxic yeah, tree. Autopsy, That's yeah. what it's going to do, the argument yeah. autopsy. So the neurocycle will go exactly like that. The objective is to find the root and then to reconceptualize it. I'm holding up the toxic yes. tree for the listeners and to reconceptualize it. Can you pass you the healthy tree? Thank you. Into a healthy, healthy thought. So this the argument autopsy would be going from the top with the neurocycle, gathering awareness of the, the pattern. What is this pattern? What are you, what is the same argument that keeps coming up? Mm. Whether it's between partners at work, I'm talking about siblings, parent, child. Mm. What is the same pattern? And what is, and then when, once you've recognized the pattern and given it a name, that's what this is called. Mm. Then you want to start looking at the, all the signals, the warning signals. So those are the emotional warning signals. So what is the, is it frustration? Is it irritation? Is it anger? Grab those warning signals. I have a great list of, of warning signals in this book to help you. Then you gather awareness. There's four different types of signals. That's emotional warning signals. So once, once you find the pattern, find the pattern first. That's the name of the toxic issue, the pattern of this fight or whatever or this unresolved issue, then you start unpacking it. Gather awareness of the emotional warning signals, then of the behavioral warning signals. What are the behaviors that are happening between the partners, the parent, child, True. the siblings, the work colleagues? What are the behaviors that are negative? What are the body reactions? How is your body feeling? Is your heart mm. palpitating? What's associated with this? What's the other warning signal? Because memory, as you've heard me say so often, 
Memories are the branches on the thought tree. This thought is made of memories. And this thought with its memories are stored in the mind, the gravitational fields of the mind, in the brain and in the body. So our body's also going to have a response. It's in the body too. Mm. So we've got to look at the body warning signals associated with that pattern. And we need to look at our perspective. Are we seeing, oh, that person's impossible. What's your perspective? This will never be resolved. Grab those, pick them, gather awareness of them. And then you're going to put those into the basket and you're going to move to the second step, which is reflection. And reflection is where you really ask, answer, and discuss. Now, in that asking, in this gathering and this this whole neurocycle, gather, reflect. Let me quickly go through this. Gather, reflect is where you ask, answer, discuss to start finding out what are you seeing? What, are you, what is your narrative you've built? Why? What is your thinking, feeling, and choosing? What is it pointing to? What is it, where is it coming from? And that, then you write that down. The third step is to write in a, in a metacog. And I explain this in the book and in the app. There's a little video. A metacog is a way of getting things out of your brain onto paper. The stuff in your non-conscious mind. The stuff that you don't realize that you've been storing up. It really drags it out and makes you introspect deeply. You can the, see yourself on paper. You can see yourself on paper, exactly. You're thinking. And exactly. And you're thinking it's yourself. Exactly. Your you're getting mind. it out. You're getting it out. You're getting so, your wise mind to talk to your messy mind. And that's this whole process. And you thought about it. So and you've thought, exactly. So it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. So it's coming out. And then the recheck fourth step is to sort out, because it's very messy, the third step, and that's good. The fourth step is to sort it out. What does this mean? How can you reconceptualize it? And the fifth step is what are your actions you're going to take? Okay, now that's a very quick run through. It's in depth in the book. It's in depth in the NeuroCycle app. We'll put the links in the show notes. So how we do it is that when we have a major issue or that we're trying to resolve, whether it's with ourselves, whether it's with our kids, whether it's with our work colleagues, we will do neurocycles very often separately first mm-hmm. to calm ourselves down. We'll go do a quick neurocycle. That's what we kind of got into the pattern. So we're getting mad about something. So we separate to different rooms. Mac will go to his office. I'll go to my studio and I'll do a neurocycle. Mac will do a neurocycle. We then often start texting each other. Okay, just to sort of like start delivering our, our discussion, what we've reflected on. And then we'll get back together and we'll kind of compare notes on our, on our neurocycle. And then we'll respond to resolution. Well, I must compliment you because so. you're the one who's always doing more taxes. You're the one who wants to resolve it. And I, for a while earlier in the marriage, I didn't want to resolve it. So He I wanted mean, things to just go away. He said, it's over now. Leave it. Just drop it. Yes, no, but it doesn't go away. No, it it's doesn't there. go away. And, and I would say to Mac, okay, we would have another argument about the same thing. And then… Yeah. And then another argument about something else. And then these things were all be dragged up. There was all this baggage that kept coming up. And it was really like affecting us. Mm. And that's, and Mac would say, but you never let things go. You're like a dog with a bone. Listen, when it comes to unresolved issues, you have to be like a dog with a bone. No, you seriously you're have, have health to. issues. Yeah. Exactly. Unresolved and issues lead to health issues. Exactly. Exactly. Mental and physical. Exactly. And this mm. is why we don't want that to happen to you. And this is why we've done this little quick walk through some of these tips. I really hope this helps you to help you in your relationships. Teach this to your kids. If you see your siblings having issues, if you're having issues with your own kids, it's okay. It's okay to have a messy mind. It's so totally normal. As a human, you are a little scientist. You don't know what's coming up. You can't control people. You can't control events and circumstances. So you may react and you may make a mess and you may do the wrong thing, but you can catch yourself quickly. You can grab the messy mind and it's, tell yourself it's okay. Give yourself that grace and then connecting with a wise mind and start applying these principles and train yourself. The more you neurocycle, the more you'll apply it automatically in a situation. So when you're triggered, you can do the neurocycle in five seconds. I mean, I was doing this just the other day with, with a situation that happened at home and I got very triggered and with a sort of family situation. And in my head to calm down, I just had to do 
the, the neurocycle got mm. me to a point where I could calm down, remove myself from the situation and come back when I was ready and then move towards resolution. Good. We really do practice what we preach. I mean, I'm, I've said a lot. Oh, so do, to. You want to, do you want to add some more on to just in terms of us managing day-to-day stuff and not letting it build up and the difference it's made? In well, the thing lives. is, I don't think you're going to get it all the first time. You know, we still focus on still a, practicing. Focus on a specific point and become the master of that. I mean, I focused on not saying you always. So that became, that was the guideline for me. So Very I don't good. say that anymore. And I think the, the big thing is to say sorry. That's so important in any relationship. I remember years ago, growing up, there was this film called Love Story, and it had this whole theme. Love means you never have to say sorry, but you love says sorry so it does. because that is love. You're taking ownership of what yes, the, of I'm the pain. Sorry for the else. pain, yes, and the physical effects it had on you and things like that. So it's very important to apologize, and it just calms things down. It really does. It's kindness. Yes, a, a kind word. You know, a nice word. I mean, when a person's got a lot of wrath and a lot of anger on the other side, just it's amazing what a kind word can do just a nice statement or a hug or whatever because that diffuses the situation. Then you can talk about it more rationally. And that's like adults. You don't end up screaming and things like that. You, you can talk rationally and that, then it gets resolved because there's two of you in a relationship and you've each bought in through your minds thinking daily and the narratives mm-hmm. and all through the years and months and so on. You're a you've product got, of your life. Yeah, you've you're a got product stuff. of all these thoughts. It's just as important. Each person is just as important. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time, a lifetime, they say, to get to know each other. And even then, do we? And yeah. to get to know yourself. And, you know, in, in what I've found, and, and I know you and I have discussed this before, in the process of resolving arguments, things in your own life come up and you realize, okay, I'm saying that to Mac because this is something that's unresolved in my life. Or I'm saying that to my kids because this is something yeah. unresolved. So then I see, okay, I need to work on that. That's something... I need to work on separately because that is affecting how I'm relating. So it becomes this long journey of discovery, which is extremely important in your identity development. And it's all okay. Give yourself grace through the whole process. So did you want to add? You have to be deliberate. Yeah, very deliberate and intentional. You have to choose. That you're going to work through these things, these tips. You're going to work through stuff. You're going to do neurocycles. You're going to sort out the mental mess in your head by being deliberate about it that you want to do it, that you want the best for your relationships. In doing that and having that attitude, you can conquer all these things that just come up and in life, these trials, and you can You can become them. better and better oh, at doing yeah. them. Now in our 34 years into our marriage, we got this right quite early in our marriage, but we've had some really bad fights in, in between yes. and often about kids. There's <laughs> differences in opinion about that or something. Kids, family or money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't really thought much about money, I must yeah. say, but it's been – Family. Family, kids, kids, which is very common. But we are so much better at managing this. We catch Mm. it quickly. We sort it out quickly. We apologize quickly. And so in sum, I just want, and we've taught this to our our kids. I just wanted to say that. We've taught this to our kids. They grew up sorting out sibling rivalry in the same way. Mm. Things are always resolved. We're not scared to explode. You know, we've allowed yourself to explode because in the mess, you can, as I said earlier on, in the messiness, you can repair and grow. So just in sum. We really, really want to help you not keep things inside. Don't just avoid an argument. Anything that's unresolved is building up as a literal protein toxic tree in your brain, affecting your body, every cell of your body, and affecting your mind, and it will explode. So the tips for trying to manage that is perceptions. Before you respond, make sure you understand the other person. Give people grace. A lot of self-reflection. No sweeping statements. 
it resolve to acknowledge your role, take ownership, and then don't forget to do argument autopsies using the neurocycle. And all of that information, you can get the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining yes, me today. Wasn't he amazing? Enjoyed, yeah. Well, we have so many great discussions that I decided I'm going to start including him more in my podcast because we have lots of great discussions about a lot of stuff. And he has so much wisdom that I really wanted to share his wisdom with you as well. And he's been listening to me for years and years. So he really understands the practical application of the brain science that I teach. So thank you for joining me today. It was so nice having you here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.